What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 298, creeping ever closer to 300, broken up into two parts, A and B. 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 298A, posting on 10-4. Guys, we're already in October. I know. <laughs> <Where is> that? <laughs> The 298A will be posting on 10.4 will be a discussion on Don't Worry Darling theatrically. And 298B, thank you, posting on 10.7 will be a discussion on Lou. Lou. Uh, an, exec- uh, an exclusive, I didn't say executive, an exclusive from Netflix. An executive I- from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is someone named Lou at Netflix. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as does every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our lovely primary guest, Chris Bond. Gentlemen, how are we? That's two weeks with no nicotine. I know. Well, given I thought that Don't Worry Darling might also be another good week to skip the, 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 the nickname. So I could have been Bunny. No, I think it's probably better that no one is anything. <laughs> Look, I wanted to be Bunny, darling, piece of worry. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. How are we this week, guys? What is going on? I feel like I had something to talk about this week, but I can't remember it now. But you know, it's it's October. The pumpkin spice is out. In full Ooh, wait, hold on, hold on. Have you guys had a pumpkin spice latte anywhere yet? I don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know I you have, know. Grayson, but I don't do that. I've, I've had like 20 already. Oh, okay. my God. I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. Dear I love pumpkin. I even, uh, I've, I've been, um, I have in my my shower, I have a pumpkin. It's like a exfoliating body wash <laughs> what is what what i look what? i you know what so a little while ago this day we were talking about growing our audience <laughs> this ain't helping <laughs> i'm just saying i a little, I, little I go, behind the curtain for us folks <laughs> i go I, I go hard into the fall i, I like the fall I like the pumpkin oh jeez so like uh, listen i make candles and you just embarrassed yeah. yourself the yeah. are fine I, i'm lucky enough that you know my wife while she is basic and white don't get me wrong. She does not do the whole spiced pumpkin lattes. She doesn't do any lattes. She's not a Starbucks gal, which I've never been happier. So I'm not anti-pumpkin things because mm-hmm. some pumpkin stuff actually tastes really good. The pumpkin coffee is not really my thing. No. But listen, you mean a nice piece of pumpkin cheesecake? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's – yeah. I don't like pumpkin yeah, flavor. You know, I, I saw um, a buddy – some in my friend's group, <clears throat> my other friend's group they sent around. Someone sent a picture of – the, the, I don't know that – like I'm afraid to find out if this is real or not. There's a, there's a Starbucks logo, but it's pumpkin spice Mountain Dew. I'm a little afraid oh. to find out if that's real. Like that, that cannot taste good. But right? you know, There's though, no they way. do have a mystery flavor out right now from oh, Mountain Dew. I see it, it at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> but like that cannot possibly be good, right? Pumpkin spice Mountain Dew. I, I mean, look. So there was a rumor that there was a, or not a rumor. There was a, somebody made a pumpkin spice hard seltzer. Like I, I've had peanut butter beer at this point. They can make yeah. they can make anything. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, and something that I am excited to talk about that one at least throw in here. Pumpkin real quick. beer. No, oh. is that my uh, my? I'm I'm a proud dad of a seven year old daughter who's going to be a Pokemon trainer for Halloween. There you and go. And my four year old daughter is going to be a Psyduck. Nice. Hell yeah! Right. So I have the Ash Ketchum hat. Yeah. You need it. <laughs> we we got it all set up. Okay. But like, but my wife she she made the hat uh, for for my four year old for for Psyduck. It looks amazing. It's fantastic. Good. Send me a picture of it. She's running around going Psyduck and like holding her head and stuff and running Good. into stuff. Yeah, it's great. Perfect. Good. I'm, cool shit. 
That's, that's, that's really that's some nostalgia for you right there, baby. Some, yeah. some old. Now nostalgia. I just got to get them to play Magic the Gathering and Pokemon trading card. Game. I'm I'm really that. excited you guys are getting your daughters because I'll tell you why though, Chris is my when I started playing Magic in the mid '90s, which when like it started, and like my vocabulary in middle school and early high school was so far beyond my classmate. It no one came even close to my vocabulary because of what happened. Which is why you got beat up a lot, though. You, would, like you realize got, that, right? No, Roger. The answer to your question is I got dumb. I, I don't. I just I just stopped joking. <laughs> I just, I, Somebody I pe- beat him so bad. <laughs> my brain. I was definitely my my like educational prowess was my peak was definitely like end of high school, early college. After that, it's been down. Grade eleven. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Peaked in high school. Uh, just, like not even at the end. Though. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad your daughters are getting involved in that. What else? Oh, yeah, is going me on, too, guys. So I went. Uh, I was at a soccer match yesterday. Yeah. Old Columbus crew. I spent the Viva La football. It was nice. Yeah. Scored two goals after the you 89th did? minute. Yeah, I did. Oh my God. <laughs> two goals in eight, after the 89th minute to win 2 1. So oh, that was dude. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that must That's have been cool. That must have made the crowd go wild. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was yeah. it was fan appreciation night. So it was last home game right. of the year, too. Actually, so yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Good time. Yeah. What'd you drink? Uh, well, so I told Chris, I, you weren't on, um, so I was at one of my favorite, uh, bars, it's, it's a chain of bars around Columbus and Cleveland called the Winking Lizard. Um, I enjoy that place. They have a great food menu and they have an excellent beer menu. Um, they actually have what's called the world tour of beers. It's like a list of 600 beers. If you drink it throughout the year, like you get like a jacket and all this sort of stuff. It's been around for a long, long time. Um, but every month they have a beer of the month. And if you are there early in the month, whenever you get that beer, you can get a glass that comes from like the brewery or whatever. Um, so yesterday was October 1st. So obviously we're there in the early in the afternoon because we we're watching some college football games while we we're eating and having some beers. Um, I got a liter. It's a boot. Remember, remember from Beer Fest? I do. You have to, you have to turn the boot. That's the secret. So you do um, because <laughs> it actually happened to my buddy. It glugged up on him because he got oh. one too. Um, but it's it's glass. It's not cheap plastic. It weighs every bit of six or seven pounds. Um, it's awesome, actually. God. There was a two there was a two liter version that they just sold out of, and I was really sad I didn't get it because it's legitimately like three feet tall. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's like that. It's like that that figure piece in a movie where someone gets murdered by it. Yeah, yeah. But like, I will definitely be the guy that just drinks out of my boot, walking around my house for no reason at all. <laughs> wearing, wearing like an like an old wife beater shirt that's like goes outside to get your mail. Yeah, just like carrying your boot out there. No, it doesn't even have a handle though. So like, you oh god, yeah, it's so white trash. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, I haven't showered yet today. My hair's all askew. <laughs> just carrying my boot around. Looking like Carl. Dude, it's, Force. it's 1030 in the morning. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business. Well, so my favorite time of production is uh, this past week. So the, we accounting is the only one left in the office. for one Wrapping more, it up, huh? Wrapping one, down. Yeah, one more week. And, um, ooh, Boys, I can't say anything yet, but there's some big stuff coming to Pittsburgh. I can't. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be on it. I'm almost positive I know the accountant, but I can't tell you exactly what it is. I can tell you not recording, but I can't tell you. Nice. All right, all right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. But so I always like this time because accounting is the last one left. So I brought home four cases of Red Bull. I brought home. You did tell us about. Oh that. yeah. <laughs> I was jealous about about your about your Red Bull haul. I'll say that. I'll, I'll bring you some. I'm not really huge into them anymore, Chris. So I'll tell you what. I'll bring. You oh, I don't. Drink, I don't drink energy drinks at all. 
what you're just gonna i guarantee you've opened one in the past five minutes yeah that, that's okay, i thought good. he was gonna say i have one right now but he's just got his tea yeah but so, no it's yeah um i got i, I just is my favorite i got um i got three things i got three full jars of grape jelly uh no no peanut butter bro <laughs> <laughs> such random but i get it it's like so it's, it's i, I would like people to understand like grayson lives alone i do like how long would it take you to eat three full jars of grape jelly Jesus. like so that's so gotta be like two years i've, got, jelly, I've, right? I've got two kids that i make pb and j's for and like we it lasts a while for you know constantly making sandwiches i mean you probably get a month out of a jar right imagine <laughs> oh. grayson there's no way you get a month. No, Chris, you get a month out of a jar making. I mean, listen, just just because just because you're eating by the spoonful when you're alone, naked, watching a movie doesn't What's mean anyone the, else the is. Ted Lasso thing where he's like a cut thing of peanut butter on his counter. He sticks his finger in it, and, <laughs> and then he offers one to Roy, and he's just like, "Oh, peanut allergy." He's like, "No, finger allergy." <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, though. What one thing? I, so one of the producers, for some reason, loved Uncrustables. So our, our our freezer, like I'm not kidding you when I say like you open our freezer and there's like twelve boxes of Uncrustables in there. So like I would eat. I never you know, understood the fascination with those. Things. I would me eat neither, one. Or, but remind me to tell you about Uncrustables. After I would the show. eat. Okay. I I would eat one or two a day. I love Uncrustables. And now that the producer's gone. I'm like, on Friday I was like, fuck, there's no more Uncrustables. I'm, I like I was mad. That's maybe I'm feeling a little bit entitled when I'm getting mad. There's no more free food for me to eat. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, careful. <laughs> I need to ease back on that. But I brought home it's like. Four hundred dollars for the chips that I'm just been plowing through. Jeez, I know you're gonna get huge. I know, I know, I know. And you're always <laughs> drinking like regular Red Bull. It's not even the sugar free. Oh no, you're gonna die. <laughs> I'm trying to pace myself. I'm trying to pace myself. Anyway, so not yeah, that pussy been, oh, yes, Red Bull. So, <laughs> yesterday I went to. Uh, I was. I meant to text you guys about this uh, Pittsburgh Gaming Expo, which was really cool. Uh, it was in, it was at the Monroeville Convention Center, and I got to meet some people from Last Stand Media, which. Are my, Wait, what my, kind of games? Are talking like board games, video games, or all just of them, game like, games? Board, all of them. What a broad scope for a convention. Yeah. Good well, it, it worked well. I mean, there were some vendors well, I mean, there. Some with, of that stuff goes hand in hand. Yeah. But. Well, there, there there were some vendors there with like games that like they had them in cases that were like 4,000 bucks. Like it's just cool, just cool to see that stuff. Jesus. I've tried to make a few. I've tried to make up a few board games in my in my day. So some I, some of them. Here, I saw a statistic I read yesterday. For every twenty board, no, for every thirty five board games that hit the market, one of them will not be a huge money suck and fail. Mm-hmm. So one of them out of for every thirty five, that's incredible. But one thing I did enjoy was. My, I went with my brother. We had a good time. What we did is we sat on the we, – we monopolized. So they, they brought in all these arcade machines. Like I mean, we're talking hundreds, hundreds of nice. arcade machines. And we monopolized – we, we, we monopolized the original Area 51 because it, it, it was all free nice. play. Nice. Were all the guns free working? Play. Yeah, yeah. Everything was working. Right, right. like, I, I played for hours. Those guns are notoriously time. bad anyway. Mm-hmm. How do I – did you – I bet your arms hurt, right? Yeah. Oh, my right arm felt like it was coming off. It was bad. Yeah, it was holding that thing up for a long time, and then eventually you got it tucked against your chest. Fucking <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then I moved over to I don't remember exactly what Terminator game, but it was like a there was like these machine guns mounted, and you just like, C two that's Judgment Day. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was I, that, I really look. That was my. You know I, you can I, buy like, that as one of the uh, the yeah, one up arcade of, ones. Yeah. Of the mini ones. Uh, I played Turtles in Time at the like for hours. Mm-hmm. I. You know, all the panels were great. I love listening to the panels. People talk about like game dev and how difficult it is when you're just starting out because there's just no money. And like, but like, I really like the arcade. That was and that there was a thing in the back that had like three or four people brought games they were making, and you could you could play like an alpha build and like like give them feedback like what your thoughts were. And I thought that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. 
uh, I, I played a really cool one with a guy with a bow and it had some samurai setting. He's like, this is way alpha, but the, the, I mean, what do you think? I'm like, ah, I'm not really the guy to ask about this, but I really enjoyed that. He like was asking people their yeah. feedback and comments about that. I just make my D and D family play test my games. <laughs> you you make yes. them get all, get all dressed up like wizards. No wave your wand. We don't do that. Um, all the time. Are you guys caught up on Rings of Power? I know Chris and I had a very short discussion yesterday. I haven't seen the most recent one, but you told me it, it finally got a little better after like nine episodes. So um, that's good. Am no, I no. caught up on Rings of Power? No. <laughs> well, I mean, episode no. six, episode six of eight, they they had a small battle. It wasn't a. It was very. It's so. I mean, every. It's very Helms Deep ish. You know, I've been trying to get a hold of. I've been like pricing out arcade machines, yeah. stuff like that. It's almost not worth it to buy an old one. No, it's not because they need a lot of upkeep too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the thing so, is, yeah. is, you can't. You can get all the equipment. It's the buttons that are the problem. You yep. have to have the sticks and the buttons. Oh yeah. Because I really wanted to get like the uh, the NBA Jam slash oh, NFL yeah. Blitz, the dual one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be dope as hell in my living room. Yep. <laughs> just over in a corner, just playing twenty four hours a day, baby. Let's go. Like what, my wife is yet to veto that. He's not remember you can wait. But that, I was also it? thinking I, I want to get some four player ones, you know, like remember the, like the old school Simpsons arcade oh, game. Oh yeah, I played that. The, so uh, the Simpsons I that when I went to vacation to Columbus. So the Simpsons, Turtles in Time. Yep. The old remember the old X Men was a they had a oh, six God, cabinet yeah. though. Yeah. They had a six one for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be cool as hell. Yeah. So and NFL Bliss and NBA Jam are both four players as well. Yep. So I think. That- I would like to get one that could do all of them because it's all the same buttons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it was it was a really good time. I'm really glad I went uh, to that. I've lost friendships over NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah, remember he's on fire. He's heating up. Remember you could play as Bill Clinton too. You could do yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, after a while, you learn to just start mashing the buttons before the game started, and maybe you get something. Yep. Like if you get lucky and get like the unlimited turbo, you're like hell yeah, 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 yeah. let's go. And then like you would like you would jump from like literally the other side of the court. And slam <laughs> you could you could come down the three point line and hook it around, and you would go all the way to the top of the key and like dunk it backwards, <laughs> <laughs> like doing a backflip. Incredible oh, shit. Good so ridiculous. Incredible. So, ridiculous. so what else is going on, guys? What else? Tell me. How are you guys starting October? Um. Making, I made a bunch of candles this past week. Nice. Um, it's really so a good season for you. It, it is. Um, so, like, I legitimately booked up a couple of uh, shows. I've, I'm doing back-to-back weekends for shows, which is something I try not to do. But, I mean, I'm not going to be the one at at least one of them because okay. I just can't commit myself to them. So, the people that helped me said that they will take care of it. And I said, all right, all I'll right. have the stuff ready. So yeah. Nice. Yep. Well, good. I hope posted I- something on my... My candle's Instagram. All right. A lovely candle. And actually, some bot picked it up and kicked it to a bunch of places. So <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it was cool. Thanks. I was like, thank you. Well, good. Chris, how about you? What are you starting off October with? Um, Nothing new for Sadness. me. Sadness. Yeah, I mean, just... Nope, just watching more anime with my kid. We just uh, we just started Dragon Ball Z Kai. Uh, I procured that in a completely legal and, you know allegedly non-illegal way so it's allegedly (laughs) so yeah that's about it very good all right gentlemen we'll start the episode now this is episode 298 of for the love of cinema a podcast about movies film and cinema was posted each and every tuesday and friday at 5 a.m on the on podbean which then distributes to apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast amazon music each and every week we start with the box office current and upcoming releases what streaming trailers and movies of the week let's talk about the box office, shall we, gentlemen? Number one, 
Smile. 22 million bringing uh worldwide of 36.5. That's actually uh, people must be liking that. They must be really enjoying that. See, I'm pretty good critical scores too doesn't it yeah it, it does number two the move we're going to discuss later today don't worry darling 7.3 million with a worldwide of 54.7 i'm not sure what the budget on that is i don't know if that's a win yet but i don't I, I, I think the budget had to be a bit higher than w- what we might think it's beautifully shot so i'm sure oh, it's, 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 it looks fantastic almost like a lot of bad stuff about that movie that's the, actually... the woman, <laughs> the woman king, a very disappointing seven point bringing in a worldwide of fifty million. That's it, and the budget was fifty. So yeah. I actually just saw an article saying, um, some I forget what the article was for. Some public maybe it was from New or Time or something said in order for that the they won't see a dollar of profit until it hits seventy five million. Jeez. So they're in the negative. They're in the negative. I'm, I mean, so we talked about that one last week. Thirty five million for Don't Worry, Darling. Hmm. No, that's a little lower than I thought. That's it was less than what I thought it would be. Yeah. Hmm. Item number four, Bros. Four point eight million, bringing a worldwide of four point eight million. Avatar re-release, major disappointment to me, fellas. Four point seven million. However, the worldwide is an additional fifty-eight point nine million. Dang, really? So that's a good. I mean, look and look, throwing in another sixty million, and you know, this movie couldn't have cost them them far more back in, like them blue people. Oh, they, they do, do love their sci-fi. <laughs> they do love their sci-fi indeed. Um, well, that's your box office. Nothing crazy. We're going to get a little busier as we go into it, but as of right now, we're not too busy with new things coming out. Uh, the box office has been pretty tame as of late. Nope, and we did uh, let the box office dictate what we're watching next week because we had a discussion on whether we wanted to do Smile or Bros. Because you, you guys know where I was leaning. I was, <laughs> I was anti-Smile yeah. because I don't really... Like that. I don't know. I, I kind of respect their other uh, marketing with them, like sticking yeah, live actors into like live sporting shit. events. That's actually like it's genius. It's something different. So I was. I just hope it's good. Because if I if I got to if I got to go through it, yeah. <laughs> yep, it's got to be good. No, of, of course that's a big and that's a big deal though. It's. I mean that's what we always say. If we're gonna watch it, we hope it's good. Yeah. I mean, right, we just watched what the invitation. Mm-hmm. And that was just. That's a disaster of a movie, but it's also yeah. I don't know why people like that kind of. But there is a niche for that, like romantic gothic horror stuff. I mean, I just the movie didn't do it for me, but I guess some people really did like it. So more power to them. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this past Friday, the last Friday of no of September, brought us Bros, Hocus Pocus two on Disney. Now let me ask you a question and smile. Have you guys heard anything, any chatter at all about Hocus Pocus two? Uh, hold on, I'll field that. <laughs> so apparently, like this is a big deal for people. Like apparently, hocus pocus watch parties are a thing. So <laughs> I found that out. And that's a real thing. Yep. Um, from people that like I know on the periphery asked me, like, "Hey, are you going to watch that?" And I went, <laughs> "No." And they were like offended. Yeah. <laughs> um, my cousin sent me a video. He had a bunch of his daughter's elementary school class. Like all the girls came over for like a watch party for Hocus Pocus 2. And I was like, that sounds to me like the worst day of my entire life. <laughs> um, that is my nightmare. Yeah, sir. no, <laughs> God, no. Um, but yeah, I guess this is a big deal for some people. Yeah. So good for you all, I guess. Yeah. But, no, like, um, my wife found like all like the watch party posts and stuff from everyone just, she knows on Facebook and was like, this is a thing. I mean, we, we discussed this at length when we saw the first trailer for it. Like, I don't get the appeal for Hocus Pocus. I don't 
think this is like some legendary movie. We're like, oh my god, a sequel finally. Whatever. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I am not the demographic for that movie, though. Here's the thing. I think that Hocus Pocus two coming out on streaming is perfect for it, though, compared to like them trying to push it onto theaters for sure. any reason. It would have bombed. But the fact that it's what is true compared to what it to the the buzz and chatter that it gets for the streaming having like watch parties and stuff like that, I think it does better than this format than it would have as a re release in theaters, in my it's, opinion. It's got a middle of the road. Rotten Tomatoes score and stuff yeah, too. It's like sixty. That doesn't mean people would have went out. To well, no, see that, it. that's but I mean that's that means it's probably not awful, <laughs> which fair. is a good thing. <laughs> What's Hubie Halloween scored at comparatively? You know what I mean? Oh, but it's mad. <laughs> mad at that. So yeah. Well, but I mean Hubie Halloween has a. I don't see Hubie Halloween is also benefiting off of like. Don't don't I mean it's you you shouldn't never underestimate the pull that Adam Sandler has. Because True. he, I mean, I mean, he has an incredible pull. I'm not saying it's more than Hocus Pocus, for per se. I'm just saying you can never underestimate it because he does. I mean, I just rewatched also the the ridiculous six this week as I was eating dinner one night, and I'm not saying it's good, but I, I'm I'm I laughed a lot, yeah. and it, it was it was all at Taylor Lautner's little Pete. You know, it was that that character who I thought it was. One thing I had completely forgotten about was when they tried to hang him, and he has a strong neck, so he he can't be hung. And he was doing all these like dances on the on the rope. And I thought that was the funniest thing. But I I, I don't know. It just has. I mean, I haven't heard outside of anything about Hocus Pocus too. Hubie Halloween and Hocus Pocus have the same exact scores across the boat the board virtually. They're the same movie. Good. <laughs> I don't know about the same movie, but I mean. Well, I, I mean, in terms of scoring. Hmm. Sure, I mean that, that that makes sense, I guess. But, uh, but does anyone like? I mean, would the world have noticed if Hocus Pocus two didn't come out? Is my question. I think the world did notice a very small okay. portion of the world, but they very did small, notice. Okay, fair, yeah. very very small portion. <laughs> All right. It was probably better than Pinocchio. <laughs> Anything is better than Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio. No, don't start mm-hmm. that. Don't make no thing. All right. <laughs> October 7th, Amsterdam, Lyle Lyle Crocodile. October 14th, Halloween Ends, Theatrical and Peacock. October 21, Black Adam and Ticket to Paradise. That's another divided week that I, I really want to check both those out for the show, but we'll discuss that when we get closer. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's there's no way the, the obvious Sorry, answer Black is Black Adam. Adam. Yeah, 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 Black Adam. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, <obviously. laughs> All right. October 28th, Pray for the Devil until it goes expands to wide theatrical release. And then nothing until November 11th, Armageddon Time, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. November 18th, She Said. November 23rd, which is Wednesday, the the Thanksgiving, Bones and All, Devotion, The Fablemans, Strange World. And then on Thanksgiving Day, Disney on Disney Plus, Disenchanted. What do you guys think about that lineup just through November? Pretty weak. Until, I think so. I've been saying that for a while. It's, you know, fall I mean, is looking pretty weak. Black, Black Panther's in there. Well, that's what I mean. Until early, until early November. Yeah. Um, nothing. I'm, I mean, look, when they close out the Halloween franchise, I'm kind of torn about it because with the remakes of Halloween, the last one and the one before it, the last, the two most recent ones, one was good and one was really bad. Yeah. Um, so I'm anxious to see how they you know, bookend it and see yeah. how it closes out. But 
until like Black Panther, I'm just lukewarm about some of these movies. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Black with Adam, that. of course, I think it's going to be big. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking that Black Adam is going to be like the big surprise of the. I mean, and surprise isn't even isn't even the right word for it because the goddamn rocks in it. Well, but you know, it's going to make a ton of money. That's the thing. Like, I I think I think Black Adam is going to exceed expectations. That's like that. That's my. That's my big shout out for like the movie that if you don't go see this, you're going to you're going to wish you would have saw this in theaters. I think it's going to be a big deal. I believe that. But yeah, besides that one and Black Panther, I'm not excited about anything else coming out, you know, at least soon. Besides uh, Halloween, devotion I, I, I on Halloween. around Thanksgiving, I think is I yeah. think I'll enjoy that very much. But yeah, yeah, pretty. Uh, I'm interested in Pray for the Devil just because I think the trailer is very is very well. I, I like the trailer for I think it's a good trailer. But other than that, yeah, there's not much. Well, I like. That's not one that Roger's going to enjoy, obviously, because Roger doesn't like nope. those kind of movies. So but... I, I, I want to clear something up. I don't like horror stuff. I, I don't. But ever since I started on the podcast with you guys, I've gr- I've I've grown to have a um an appreciation for it as well, a genre. So that, that's the same with me. I know I've been anti, not anti. I'm not exactly thrilled with horror movies most of the time. But the problem is, and as I've become more of a like skilled movie watcher like i can see their garbage coming yeah. farther out oh, now yeah. so now it's just most of it's laughable it's also because most of them are bad mm-hmm. yeah. give me a good one and i'm here for it yeah like that's all that i ask for that's why i hope smile is good yeah my thing is i've i've, I've got a really active imagination and i get spooked easy like with, with, with like this kind of stuff so i like uh-uh. I, I don't like the whole ghosts and well, it's like and the stuff. whole big thing most of it's built around jump scares and now yeah. i can see him i can see him come from a mile away half yeah. the time now listen Every now and then, somebody will get me. I'll be like, "Fuck, <laughs> that was good." Damn it! But still, jump scares are the are the are the poor man's way no, of. No. They're, you can do they're, jump scares. Well, you can do one or two if you do them right. Yeah. They can be so very impactful. You can earn your jump scares, and and they and they serve a very good purpose, and they're they're well they're tasteful even. Yeah, but yeah, I, just, I, just I, remember. Quiet, quiet, loud bursting scream. Yeah, that's cheap as shit. Yep. But like, and I'm, I, I'll say this, and then we'll, we'll we'll table this for now. Is, but I mean, a movie like what do you remember, Roger the Nun? That we, I mean, is literally jump scare after jump scare yeah. after jump scare. Like you the can, movie's really bad. You can see the setup coming, and then boom, you like you know what's gonna happen. I just I don't like that's not see that's unearned though. It's it's very yes. cheap and it's very it's it's amateur filmmaking if you ask me. I mean, I don't know who I'll say that to publicly, but I think it's amateur filmmaking. I, I really do. It's but people loved it. It made tons of money. So I mean, where do you draw the line? That's the question. All right, that's your box office. Now we're gonna take a look at what's streaming, and I just did that really quick. So I've, I've I know I told you guys, but I forgot to get your suggestions as we move into it. But it's Hulu. I have. Uh, you know, what my suggestion is. I know, I know. Number number one, Maverick. Director Richard Donner, Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, James Garner, Graham Greene. Alfred Molina, James Coburn, Jeffrey Lewis, 1994. What's your experience with that one, gentlemen? How do you find that one to be? I like Maverick. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I like Maverick a lot, too. I love Mel Gibson. I love um, – there's something really clever that they do. I think before a lot of the started, the movie tie-ins, was um, there's a bank robbery early in it. And then this is like – it's a comedy. So there's a bank robbery early, and it's Danny Glover. Yeah. And – Mel, shit. Yeah, Mel reaches up and like takes his mask off, and then you hear the Lethal Weapon music, like that, like that, like saxophone kind of. 
it's i thought that was always really i got that when i was a kid I was like, oh my god leave the weapon they're making a reference and i just thought that was so cool <laughs> um but i really like maverick i think it's got a lot of great things going on in it uh mel of course is the star of it and it's i mean but let's not forget about you know i mean james garner's not nobody alfred molina hell of a guy james coburn and this is a take off the old maverick there's a very old tv show but then then they made a movie mm-hmm. and i always liked it all right roger i assumed your some your submission would have been palm springs by director Mar- max Bartel. yeah <laughs> pray was it bad pray was awesome pray was I fucking bad. no palm springs 100 percent. palm springs director marks max barbacow andy sandberg christina melody jk simmons tyler hoagland 2020 that movie is legitimately a 10 there was no better movie in 2020. I, I don't. I will. I will hear nothing to the contrary. There is no better movie in 2020 than Palm Springs. There just isn't. That's the one time I'm going to go against the Academy and say that their choice was wrong. They were wrong. 100. percent And here's the thing: it was nominated too, so they saw it. Yeah. <laughs> they chose not to honor it. Yeah. And Chris, I was trying to channel your inner spirit as I was doing this sporadically minutes ago, and I think you'd want to say True Lies. Wrong. By director James Cameron. Wrong. Well, fine, but we'll go with it this week. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, you, you you cut this right now. I have one, and I'll I'll, I'll say I'll say two sentences for it. Ah, let me just finish this one. Ah, all right, Arnold you can't Schwarzenegger, help uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Tom Arnold, Bill Paxton, Elijah Dushku, nineteen ninety four. That's as good a movie as you're going to get in the action. I mean, it's just so James one Cameron thing about right. True Lies. You know, True Lies is two hours and thirty minutes. It's long. long. It's it long is. as hell. It is. It is a good film. What's your actual selection? It's. I mean. We have to pray homage to our Lord and Savior, Nicolas Cage. Watch Pig; it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you don't like movies. <laughs> Pig? No, I'm. That's one thing I still need to watch. Is Pig? You I... need... Grayson, you need to watch Pig. No, hold on, hold on, Chris. There are like nine thousand movies. No, no, listen. I, I have I have so many excuses on why I haven't seen movies that you guys recommend. You have no excuse to watch a movie that you know is critically acclaimed. That's fair. It has and has okay. Nick Cage in it. Watch Pig. Uh, that's fair, and it it did receive quite a bit of good criticism too when it came out. So yeah, I will I will make that my goal this week is to watch uh watch watch Pig. Pig. That's good. Pig. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about some trailers. And this is a big one for me. I'm very I've I'm beside myself with The Last of Us. Let's talk about the trailer. How do you guys find it to be? <sighs> so. No, wait, what was that sigh, Chris? I gotta ask. What, what was that? Like, I, what? Why? Why are you? Are, are, are you mad that Halo got canceled? No, I've seen. I watched Halo. I'm not mad. Yeah, no, canceled. Halo was a pile of garbage. It and deserved it. it. it, it des- yeah, it got what it deserved. I've seen nothing in this trailer that puts it apart from its current genre competition yet. That's the only thing I'm worried about. He's playing the music in my headset. What are you doing? <laughs> He's watching it right now. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to live cut it. But no, like I just oh, haven't. No, seen I, I don't anything. know why that. I have no idea why that happened anyway. But anyway, <laughs> I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen anything that pull that puts us apart from its current genre competition yet. And that's what I think it need. It needs to do that because unfortunately, it's still going against other shows in the space. So I, I actually thought the same thing. So Walking Dead ends this season. Yes, soon, soon, very yeah. soon. And it's funny, as Walking Dead ends, they give us this trailer for The Last of Us that just looks like a Walking Dead trailer. That's my That's my current <laughs> problem. That's exactly well, what I thought when I well, watched but, it. So here's the thing. I know they do this purposely. They didn't show very much. I know. And, and, they did. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I've seen movie, you know, things start where somebody just grinding out along all by himself. Like we've seen that happen. Let's get let's get to the good now, stuff. Now, and and I I actually care about this product, and, and not as much as Grayson. Don't don't get me wrong, but I do want to say I think the biggest mistake they made with this is they showed they showed the quote unquote the zombie. Okay, because here's the, the, the 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 I forget what they call it. The thing clickers, clickers. No, it's not. Is it a clicker? That's one of the two. I can't and, remember the name. Well, but but here's why though. Your fans of the of the property are already going to watch this. Showing that zombie is just for them. Here and like you could have held that and then when you when when the people first watch this and that's what they get to see that that's what they're up against, that could have been something that really like hooks somebody on episode one or even two if they wait long enough to, to, to reveal what they're up against. So well, I, I, I have a infected with runners, yeah. stalkers, clickers, shamblers, bloaters, yeah, yeah. and the rat king. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, Chris, what you just said, I have a counterpoint to is those clickers, if you, if I mean, what's that? What's the phrase that the kids now use? Fuck around and find out. If you do mm. that, if you allow them to close the distance, you just die. You there's Didn't no. Can I show you guys a funny TikTok about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that's the whole thing. But like, I think the big. First of all, I want to say, and also in this defense, and I'm going to defend this is it's it's only a teaser. I we know, but, gotten, but we don't have they a gain, yet. They they gain nothing and lose so much by showing that. I think by showing the clicker, the zombie, whatever you want to call it. I think that that was a big mistake. They should have waited to let that get revealed to the people that aren't holding, like held into this franchise already. As you know, because it is shock, it is wow, it is different. Like this, like that's the one thing that you had that you could have, like you know, held. And then when it sh- comes up on your show, you, the people that are fans of your property are pumped as hell to see it finally. And people that don't know what they're in for. It brings you shock value, especially as like something you see at the end of end of episode two. You're gonna watch episode three, period, and the discussion when you see that thing. Well, but, I really, I but but they're not I really trying to hide this anything. Is good. But they're, no, they're me not. Too. But they're not. I don't think they're. They want to hide anything at this point, Chris. I just. It, everyone knows what's coming. Like I mean, it's not about hiding. You know that. Well, you no, know I understand, but I don't. It. I don't think the decision. Look, Neil Druckmann is a very calculated guy. He's the guy who directed the games or was very closely involved with the that with the creative uh, development of them, and he's doing this. So I trust him to do literally whatever he. He's not giving me a reason not to. Sure. So yeah, I mean, I get you. until I have a read, but like I'm telling you, this is this is going to be one of this is a Game of Thrones redefining television. This show, I mean, hope so. Yeah, l- l- listen, I want this to be successful. I mean, d- just a, a last point to what you just said. We've seen good directors, good producers, good studios put out trailers, put out a bad trailer before that hurt that hurts their movie. It happens all the time. So oh, or just, just confusing hope, trailer. Yeah, but no, I'm just totally hoping that this no. isn't one of those things that they've done with this teaser because everything again, it doesn't set itself apart yet. And it, it shows its hand on what it's what it, one of its bigger reveals would have been for people that aren't familiar with the franchise. So one thing I'll say about it and we'll move on to everything else. I got real um, Quiet Place vibes from mm-hmm. this trailer, um, which is not a bad thing. The, no, quiet, the quiet Place movies are excellent yes. movies. Uh, very well done. Um, but I definitely got that. I really do hope this is good. I want it to succeed. <laughs> I oh, really, yeah. truly do. Yep. For so um, many reasons. I want it to be transcendent television. I yeah. I mean, all I want to do is be the best thing it's ever made. Like, I, so, no, I no, want to no, be no locked in every single week. Well, that's the thing. I, you know, we I had this discussion a couple of days ago with, you know, talking about like Rings of Power. Watch the first three or four episodes of Rings of Power. And now I'm just kind of like, I don't, I'm kind of out. Yeah. You know, I don't really care. That was supposed to be a big deal. 
I'm watching House of the Dragon, which I'm still in on House of the Dragon. Yeah. However, it is not earth-shatteringly different than Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I mean that from like the best part of Game of Thrones, not the worst yeah. part. Yeah. But right now, I'm kind of like I still know everybody's name, and <laughs> you know, like that's you know a thing. Yeah. But I just want this to be good. Yeah. I, I want video game properties to get the proper respect that they deserve for storytelling. Yep. And if HBO can't do it. Nobody can fucking do it. There's no studio I would look through to do this better. Yeah, like like, like if you had to, ha- if you get to handpick your budget and your studio, I think you're picking HBO every time. Yes, for something that you that you care about. Well, HBO does high quality, so I, mean, I, I want to like move move past this now. But yeah. I, I think it's in capable hands. And look, until we see an episode, it's we really have to just say it's. We hope it's good because I mean, we really can't say anything negative yet. Yes, they showed their hand, but it's not the worst thing in the world that they did. That. Oh no, it's it's, it's really. not. It's just one of those things where, like, you know, I want this to blow up, so I'm let's, hoping that let's they... talk very quickly about uh, yeah. Deadpool three. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Which is, it's not. It's not. In its fairness, it's not a Deadpool three trailer. It is, but it's a reveal. My... It's it's Ryan Reynolds being very cheeky with Hugh Jackman, which look, I appreciate that. My wife was actually upset with me that I didn't tell her about this because I knew, you know, apparently like two days before she did about about any of this being like a thing, and like, <laughs> did you see this? I went, yeah. She went, so you didn't tell me. I'll ask you guys one thing. Listen, obviously we're all pumped that Hugh Jackman was there because we actually had a long discussion how we thought that character was gone yeah. and awesome glad he's back however did you see the picture of him working out saying that he's training to get back into shape no Dude, he's got the biggest smile on his face that oh. bag they must have given him must have been so fucking fat it's <laughs> <laughs> a bag here's full of money but here's the thing i don't i don't think hugh jackman ever wanted to be done i i think he's happy to be back in the character that made him well so i believe that he is generally happy and listen i'd be super duper happy if i got some of that robert downey jr money too Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Listen, I would I would work real hard to get back into shape for that that, that paycheck. But good for him though. I'm happy he's back. I, I really am. Oh well, yeah. I, I I think no one's gonna be happier than I am about it because I mean he's my boy. And he's my I just, boy. I, I, my just boy. I just wonder how they're gonna reference. My my curiosity is how they re- in the future. That's why. Well, I mean, how they reference? They're gonna reference it in some way. That's oh, of course. Well, I mean, they're gonna reference everything. They're gonna reference yeah. so many things. Mouthless Merc. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah there's gonna. It, they're gonna. I think they'll have fun with it, and I think that's why it's one of the main reasons why it'll be successful. All right, so works. I mean, look, thumbs up for both those so far. Last of Us and oh, yeah. Deadpool three. What about Dead for a Dollar with Will? No, Dufault listen, I'm Dufault. mad at you for even. I'm mad at you for even making me, make so me look, watch did this. Did you find a British television show to make us watch a trailer for? <laughs> well, so this is so this came out. It came out September 29th. Um, so I don't really know. I just thought it looked. I like Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe. Look, those are two great. Listen, Willem, Willem Dafoe is like uh, I, I love Willem Dafoe. I think he's fantastic. I love all the things he's in. I think he's. He knows where he belongs in like the creepy wheelhouse. This I don't. This trailer itself is confusing. I point out to Roger like there's like nine different shots. Of, we like, thought this was a series to start with too. Yeah, like it's like it looks like they zoom in, they pan in on like a still Faces. shot of someone's face like multiple <laughs> times in this, and like you can't not see it. It's yeah. terrible because after the first time pointed out to me, it happened like four seconds later. Somebody <laughs> else was like, "What the fuck." <laughs> I don't. I don't know what this is, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, it seems corny as hell. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's available on streaming, and I have nothing else to do one night but eat dinner and watch something, I might turn it on for twenty minutes. Well, so it didn't even say on. what service it's on either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grayson, when you watch this, I want you to play a drinking game. 
every time that they that they that they pan in on someone on a single person's face, just like do that slow pan in, you need to take a shot. Okay, okay. You'll be dead in forty minutes. <laughs> dead with alcohol poisoning. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like I mean, please. I know I I just thought it would be interesting to share. Oh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> well, I try to mix it up with like some interesting I mean look Last of Us and Deadpool 3 you don't get much bigger than those two yeah. I, tried to, I tried to make it like the last one like, what was this thing called what was this thing called Dead, dead for, for a Dollar Dead for a Dollar listen audience if you want to have a good laugh watch the Dead for a Dollar trailer you'll you'll chuckle and please yeah, play I mean, the drinking game you know, there was one you'll part of me that, like the first time I watched it I was like is this a joke is this like is this like a fan thing that someone made that, like, like a Saturday Night Live skit yeah like something <laughs> Like a digital short that they made. <laughs> like I seriously thought that, but I, I can't see. There's I can't find. Like I I typed in "dead for a dollar" joke and like I didn't find anything. So oh good. Maybe the joke will be on us. But "dead for a dollar," check that one out. Last of Us, Deadpool three, "dead for a dollar." We are thumbs up for two of them. Thumbs down for the last one, "dead for a dollar," obviously. And gentlemen, it is time to get into the movie of the week. Woo-hoo. Don't worry, darling. As tradition dictates, so let us start with the excuse me the Rotten Tomatoes, which Say my it. my score is going to be much different than this, but thirty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, three nine with an audience score. This is what has me pissed off so much. Seventy five percent. Whoa. Seven five. That Whoa. seems unfairly high. Um, for the mo- for the movie you saw. Yes, very much yeah. so. <laughs> But it, I mean, okay. Let me just get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump into it. All right, here, here we go. Particulars: Florence Pugh, the wonderful Florence Pugh. I don't think has. I any, like her very much. I, I listen, <laughs> listen. I like her very much. Listen, I, I, I don't think she has an equal as far as young. You think what? I don't think she has an equal as far as young female lead. I think. Oh, she, okay, okay. I think she has. I think she is it uh, for the best week we, we have. Harry Styles, Jack Chambers. Chris Pine, the, the the lovely Chris Pine as Frank. Olivia Wilde, the director. Frank. The director is Bunny. Gemma Chan as Shelley. Kiki Lane as Margaret. Nick Crawl as Dean. Kate Berlanti, Peg. Douglas Smith as Bill. And Asif Ali as Peter. Directed by, of course, as stated before, Olivia Wilde. Uh, Roger, what is this one about? And, and uh, if you can on. sum it up quickly. I just want to note for anyone that's watching this movie for one thing. There is no Chris Chris uh, Chris Pine butthole, and I'm very sad about it. Mm. Disclosure, yeah, just so everybody knows going in. It's just, uh, it's sad. I also have a disclosure of something that annoys me, just because you just mentioned it. There are two characters in this movie. One is named Margaret, and one is named Peg. Yeah, uh, Peg is always short for Margaret. So why do we give two people the same name? <laughs> I don't get that. Just pick another one. Like I don't care what you well, pick. I think there's a I think there's a reason for that though. Is there? I, th- I mean, once did I you... miss that? Maybe I missed that one, but well, that, that annoyed I think, me. I think once the movie revealed why the movie is the way, I think it's. Uh, I think that was intentionally chosen. Okay. okay. All right. So what this movie is about? Um... Are we spoiling or are we not? Spoiling? Well, no. I think this. I mean, it's fair to say. I think this. I mean, I think to sum it up, what it's about is. It, it, I'm this... spoiling the shit out of this movie. If we're talking about. Well, it. hold on a second. We can't. We gotta. Be, we can't. We don't spoil things. Um. Well, sometimes we do. No, sometimes we, we, we do. say and, that we're and, doing and, it first. I, I don't know how to talk about this with passion unless I'm spoiling the crap out of this movie. All right, that's 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 fair. That's fair. I mean, that's a tough okay. one for this one. Yeah, it, it, it's when, when so like there's a twist in this movie, and the whole movie 
like explodes and centers around this twist. So it's hard to not yeah. to. So I'm sorry, I interrupted so, you there, Roger. Well, what this movie is actually about, non-spoilery, yeah. uh, this movie is about a young married couple um, at a... Um, 1950s community. 50s or 60s, like, gated 1950s. community, basically. Yeah, um, yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so... They are the it's, Victory it's, Corporations. It's, it's about a young couple who lives, who is living essentially the perfect life. Yeah. So like, and it, it's, they're in a 19, a 1950s community. It's called the Victory Project. And it's not, it's not, not stated that this is like a, um, a, a utopia community is what this is. I kept thinking is. cult for a long time, but well, you it, realize it's, it's not a cult. It, but it is culty. <laughs> well, that's the thing, but yeah, it's culty, but it's not a cult. I mean, they Ish. worship they worship Frank. 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 Well, <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the thing, and I didn't think about this until after I'd seen the movie, but there is one big... And I'm not going to reveal anything. There's one big worry, saw... There, there's one big saw-level clue that if you hone in on it early enough, it, un- it unravels the entire movie. And I, and, I, and I don't, there was not one of you out there who's like, Oh, I do. It was the guy on the floor the whole time. No, no, you didn't No, you, no one knew saw was brilliant. This movie is not brilliant, but there is okay. one, there's one Fair. saw size clue in this in somewhere in this. That's like, wait a minute. Of course I should have seen that. And it, it unravels everything. But so I, I, in order to discuss this movie, we have to discuss somewhat spoilery information because you yes. can't yeah. you can't discuss a movie without discussing plot points. And to discuss plot points, you reveal some of the overall plot. So yes. we have to do it. We're going to try to to spoil as little as possible. But this Ooh. is a, th- th- this is adapted from another source. So chances are, if you're watching it, you're watching it because you either have great interest in it or you have experience with the other the, the original sources comes from. Or so, if you're interested in this movie. And you want to hear us talk about it? Go watch it, then come back because it's going to be hard to, for at least the things that I have issue and praise for, to not lean into what the actual story like unfolds into. But it's this movie. It takes place in this in this fifties utopia, but it they don't not say it, but you know that it isn't the fifties. Mm-hmm. Not 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 actually. Like, you know, like early on. Yeah, too. yeah. The time frame that we're in is not the fifties, but this place that they live in the victory project is is like this and they even mention at some point early on like as the movie's beginning it's like day 976 of the victory project Mm -hmm. so you know this isn't something that is like you know this is isolated and as the movie plays out more and more things they begin perfect and they then you get a window windows and the things that are that are going wrong and then our main our lead deals with things that are that are beginning to go wrong for her and it gets it it is it takes a long time it's weird it moves slow it's weird but eventually this thing just falls all the way off the tracks and everything happens at once in this film and it's there's just so much to unpack with it but it's in my opinion it's not in a good way so this movie is two hours long Mm -hmm. the last 26 minutes or the entire movie. Is it? Is it? Is it's it something like yeah. It's something like that. Like it's, it's the last 30 minutes of the movie. 75% of this movie is Act 1. Sure. This is the way I feel about it. And then like the I last mean, 40 minutes. This is, is a two-act movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. This yeah. is a two-act movie. Yeah. It's just. But like. So. This. This thing is shot beautifully. Right? Oh. The, it's, oh. The, looks the, great. The, yeah. The, the cinematography is without yeah. a doubt. And. 
Florence Pugh and the cinematography are without a doubt the best thing like about her. this movie. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> I didn't know how much I liked her until I watched this movie. Wow. She's fantastic in this. It's but the whole, stop it. the whole movie is it's beautifully shot. Cinematography that like you said is great. I think the score's good too. I, I know we don't harp on score very often, but uh, well, like it, it plays a good. There's a lot of sound sound cues in this movie that they call back to at times that I think is done pretty well. And there's a there's a recurring song that our that our characters sure. humming that actually has a big reveal moment, which you kind of know that's going to happen eventually because they do point out the fact that it's the same song and like people ask her about it. But then it does come full, and it's and you finally get your reveal for it and. It's a whoa moment, and it, it's that's one of the few good things about the reveal that I like. Well, with the reveal too, it, it does it works yeah. for the most part. But they point a big giant red arrow at it. They do, <laughs> like long before. Yeah. Um, but when I, they actually give it to you, how they give it to you actually works pretty well. Yeah. So that's okay. What I think is interesting though is before we dive into the movie, we're going to try to start at the beginning. Is there's a at, at one point in the film they just they hard cut to something else another timeline and it's it's like what's going like it, it it has that built-in mystery and intrigue of this other timeline is going as if you've been watching that story for the past hour and not yeah. you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. what's so different like that's what i thought was kind of cool this movie does is or at least that's got to be an olivia wilde decision a, a director decision is when to cut to that and how to set it up to we get to that that's 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 early on in production uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was really interesting too and th- i mean there are plenty of arrows leading up to red flags i should say leading up to that yeah. but so let's start in the beginning let's start in the beginning here of how we are introduced to these characters where they are why everything seems so pleasant village everything just seems so Stepford and wife's not pleasant though well, so to me, this movie, when I was watching it, is 100% Stepford Wives mixed with Inception. Um, there's some other movies thrown in there, friends like like Mad Men, and and I get and I get all those. I get the Mad Men reference. I get the Inception reference of my. I mean, I said that in my, my own. I get the Stepford Wives reference. I get all those references. And there's like a dozen other, well, movies like this. I mean, yes, and when you recall, you know, the ten, the hundreds of thousands out there that you know, yes, of course, you're going to get some similarities, but. It's important to understand that, like, th- this is this is adapted too, and we, as we always come across with books, is it's so hard to fit all of the relevant information into a ninety-minute movie. Sure, and that's that's the tough part, Roger. You experience these books more because you love the books on tapes. So you listen to them I a do. lot, um, and it's harder for it's. I, I don't read as many. Well, it's a lot easier to build a world than, in a book. Yeah, of course, like, significantly you, so because you have yeah. unlimited time to do it. Yeah, and yeah. unlimited imaginative power. Yeah. Mm. which well, is also very important maybe for me anyway. but I, I i like the the setting of this movie which is it really is you know kind of utopic in That's a way neat. it's it's it is aesthetically the greatest thing you can think of it's it's, it's sunny every single day Everyone is always dressed in their Sunday best. Everyone's very cordial to each other. You know, everyone always complimenting each other, no one's fighting and it's just like that you know that in a world cannot be real you have parties all the time you know you're drinking the 50s must have been fucking awesome dude <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it said there wasn't that the greatest generation or whatever people will say end of world war ii into the 50s was the greatest yep. generation for america i mean, I mean at one point during this movie i looked at my wife and asked me why she never greets me at the door with a cup full of bourbon you know what i mean how did she respond to you 
don't say dumb shit to me. (laughs) (laughs) Greets you at the door with a smile on her face and like a kiss and a bourbon and a bourbon on the rocks. Looking her best after doing a day of housework. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the all that really great stuff. I mean, like you'll get stabbed in your neck. You keep doing shit (laughs) like that. (laughs) But it's 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 a romanticized vision of what we already have of the fifties anyway. You know, and no one, anyone who didn't live it, we have this romanticized version that, like, America in the 50s was utopic place on the, the most utopic place on the planet to be, was that's where you wanted to be in the 50s, was mm-hmm. America. You know, yeah, so, like, the, the way this movie, like, breaks down, like, you're you're following Florence through the, the day-to-day life of the 50s wife as portrayed in this, uto- in, in this like, utopic community, though. So, it's... You know, the husband wakes up, they have breakfast, you know, he goes to work. All the men leave for work at the same time. And, it's, and all, they, in a, they, all in a very annoying, like, almost choreographed well, yeah, and, out of the and, driveway. And, like, and they don't hide it. Like, like, it's the first thing the movie shows you is that everyone pulls out of their driveways at the same exact time with their wives outside waving them goodbye. And then they leave in some, a line. Some of which wearing no – I mean, you're like, they're leaving in a way that – you think of your wife as soon as you leave because like she's not wearing pants and only only a button shirt and a bra. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of all men want that is um and what's the one one thing I, I overlooked was they refer to the one rule several times. What's the one rule these housewives have to follow? That that they don't well so that they don't go snooping. Well that they don't ask questions they about ask the Victory Project. About right. the yeah about the Victory Project. Which I mean, in a way, I can understand. I mean, that's an interesting plot point, and that should be a massive red flag to anyone trying to follow this plot. Don't ask questions. And this one thing I do want to say about the this movie does have a ton of negative, you know, criticism online about oh well, that's just you know very twenty twenty two, and I and I, I I get that, but this this is for this is you know for all intents and purposes a work of fiction. This is you know you're telling a story, and this these are the parameters of that story, but. And what's interesting is we don't follow the men to work. We stay with Florence Pugh's Alice, Alice, and her day to day, and her day to day thing. Which is, think of where she lives, her house. Literally everything, almost every wall is a window. Yes. Even their bedroom is a window, and like, yeah, I thought that was. I mean, that's thematically extremely important. Oh yeah. Um, but There's I thought a, the, the the aesthetics, though, I th- I love. I just think this oh, movie yeah. looks so great. It does, it, and, and and there's a lot of sim- there's so much symbolism buried in this movie. Like at one point, if you pay attention to what she's cleaning, like did you see what she cleans her windows with? The newspaper. Newspaper, yeah. Yep. Newspaper. And that's that's one of, that's something that that's something that is symbolism to like it, it's in the fifties. You know, it, it you know the women gossiped, and you know. The men listen to the news. They mm-hmm. pay attention to that. You know, the it's news not important to her. It's the news doesn't rant. matter. It doesn't matter to you know to to to, your, to the housewives. It's you know, it might as well just just be trash to clean to clean your windows with, and like and there's a lot of that that symbolism broken down in this movie, and you, you just you don't have to pay attention too hard to find it, but they do a good job of making it subtle at least, which I did appreciate that. Like that, those are things in a movie that I can't appreciate because in this kind of movie, I like paying attention to like the small details and seeing what's kind of like sprinkled throughout it to well like see i think lines i think this movie would really benefit from a second viewing i don't have time for that but i think nah, maybe so, maybe when it goes to a streaming service i might check so it out again. this movie wants you to give it a second viewing however i i don't think i will but it, it's 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 because of the way that they told the story it's not because of the mo- like because like i'm not interested in seeing it again with the information i have now so after watching the movie 
story's intriguing. What's presented to me is incredibly boring yes. at times. Um, that's my number one complaint with this movie mm-hmm. is it drags on and on and on about stuff that doesn't matter. And unfortunately, a lot of this movie is predictable as well. Well, especially once you start to piece together what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said earlier, they paint a big red arrow at it. Mm -hmm. And if you have any deductive reasoning skills, you'll figure out that, at least generally figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, they don't hide that from you. They don't try to. They want you to understand what's going on. But it's just it takes so long to get from point A to point B in this movie. It's just like, please, God. See, I don't think I agree with you in that, Roger. I, I don't think okay. I would. I, I don't think I would say that th- when it drags, it doesn't matter. I think it all thematically does matter. I think there's different ways that. Uh, the director could have chosen to present certain things in a way okay. that made it flow a little better. I, I agree with you that it does. The movie, I mean, for almost 30 minutes, the movie just drags almost to a halt. So one of, one of the things I mean when I talk about dragging and stuff that doesn't matter, we watch Alice and Jack have the same conversation like three times. Yeah. Um, and not because things are getting repeated. It's because they end up talking about her not being crazy or hearing stuff. And it's just in a circle over and over and over again. And it's like, why are we still talking about this? You know, <laughs> like, can we just move past this part? Well, there, there are several things that we see over and over, like the toast. Yeah. And the well, OK, so those those are important. Those, those are, are quick little shots, yeah. though. I, those those actually help you understand the repetitiveness of this world. Mm-hmm. But them having the same kind of conversation, be like, oh, you look so tired or, you know, you were asleep when I got home again. Ha ha. You know, like, OK, why? And like it. There really is like an hour to, or like a half hour to 45 minutes for just like, please move forward. Well, but if, if they do like to drink and party though, which is do. respectable. Well, hold on. But I mean, if, if one of the themes of this movie is the patriarchy and how we see it or how we saw it anyway, wouldn't that be kind of relevant though? If you're, if he comes home and he's mad because mm, you were asleep, I wasn't greeted, dinner's not ready, you were asleep. Why? Like isn't that kind of isn't that you know, kind of relevant? You're, you're right with that. You're right because they do have. I was trying to make a five course meal, but it looks like it's going to be a three course meal. Ooh, right, right. Ooh. Yeah, but but also when you have a film like this, it's kind of a in a weird way of presenting a story. Is you're one thing that we talked about Roger last week on Me Time was the two the two main characters Huck and what's Kevin Kevin Hart's name in that? It doesn't matter. Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. Their characters were too were, were not real in their own universe. No, um, they they were just it. Did, their characters just didn't work in the universe because they're just they don't care about anything. But they, I mean, they're spending millions and they don't have it. So in this movie, it's one early indicator is she after after Jack goes to work, she goes to she then starts cleaning the house. She starts making a meal. You know, she starts massaging the meat, which was oddly kind of therapeutic. The four times we see that or whatever, we see it a few times. And then she goes and she she opens a thing of eggs mm-hmm. and goes to make a thing and then realizes that all the eggs are empty. Yes. Why can I this is one of those like in a horror film, why would you not when when a character oh 
oh, did I hear someone in my window? Oh, it was probably just a scratching. No, no, no. That was someone at your window. You need you, you need to ask about it. You need to get a security system and find out what the fuck that was. Like, why would you not go explore? Hey, go to your neighbors and say, were your eggs all empty? Was there anything in your eggs? <laughs> but seriously, I mean, if you're painting a movie about the patriarchy and toppling it down and undoing it, wouldn't you want the female characters that are like, that in this instance were like, she would, okay, something isn't right here. Something is definitely not right. Let's go investigate further. Now, so I understand my... it's all part of the greater theme of the movie is like, she doesn't quite have control of herself to do that. Right. Yeah. But I mean, to me, that's kind of world breaking a, a yeah. little bit. Also, am, am, am I wrong in that? Well, no, but my like, so like, let's use the egg for a second. It's confusing what the, about the whole egg revelation that she has too, because she cooks some eggs though. Yes. You know what I mean? You see so, her multiple times cook eggs. Yes. Yeah, so we only see one time where she cracks the egg goes open. There's nothing there. So why is there nothing there that time? It's because he's not present. Something's broken. You well, know, it, it means something's wrong. That's indicating to us that something is wrong. Even yes. in, in her idyllic life, something isn't right. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you guys a question? Mm-hmm. Please. Both of you. You know, this movie's listed as suspense and thriller, right? Okay. Do you ever find it suspenseful and thrilling? Not thrilling, suspenseful though. I'll I, I would agree with Chris. Not thrilling, okay. but suspenseful. I found it mildly suspenseful, um, but there were very few bits of that, few and far between. Yeah. Um, the thing that one of the things that I it sticks out to me that I find weird that I don't maybe maybe it was I just don't understand it is like all the ballerina stuff. Like I don't get what that part of like that's part of their routine. Once, once uh, every couple of days, or is it every day they go to ballerina practice? Mm-hmm. I okay. Is there like a hidden meaning in that that I didn't understand? So this is just my layman explanation of that. Okay, I think it's a part of the. I think it's a part of the programming, the hypnosis kind of thing okay. that's going on that like that goes on here. Um, at one point, to try not to be spoilery, but like like you, we we have imagery of of. We get imagery of ballerinas. Yes, multiple times. Very, well, throughout the whole movie, very we get spe- well specific things that aren't our characters, mm-hmm. and they're they're emulating that same exact pattern, that same exact dance. And okay. I think it's a part of uh, part of the loop. Exactly. Okay, keep, I got you to keep things going the way that. Guess that I never considered that. I think that's why, and then which is also why every single wife does do, you know does the ballet class, and the ballet class is headed by Frank's wife. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a lot of pieces here that that, you know, they could be they might not be like a part of like, you know, the reason like reasons why we see in the twist and all this other stuff. But in the end, the movie doesn't do a good job of explaining the things after we get the reveal. That's my biggest problem with this is that like once the reveal happens, it kind of just accelerates to the end of the movie. Well, like it does. I'm okay with with some things happening quick. Sure. No, that's okay. I I, I know what you mean. The sense of urgency is, is, is I think important to Mm -hmm. the way this movie goes, but the reveal of your twist should take the things that we've had clues of and the, the little like stories that you're building that don't have like all the pieces. They should be the aha moment. Like when you put the key in the lock and it clicks. Yeah. You need to click. Yeah, exactly. Give me the click. Instead we get the reveal and it just makes more questions and it doesn't make things clearer. It's just, you, you kind of like, oh, so that's why that's that way. How hard would you have to hit somebody with a bourbon glass to kill them? Really hard. Like, I think those bourbon glasses are built 
like i mean if you hit someone hard enough Look, i got a lot of tumblers in my house so yeah. like candle related things yeah. and like whiskey tumblers and stuff yeah i mean they have a nice thick bottom but like you'd have to really don't get me wrong like barry bond's home run swing don't get me wrong our girl look capable right you know what i mean and, i like and, her <laughs> and uh and old harry styles is uh he, I mean, he, he's in a he's in a disadvantaged you know position. Can we talk about his terrible he, beard? He may have a soft head. You know what I mean. So he seems like a guy. Was that like a British thing? Like a <laughs> kind of so deal going on. Yeah, but no, um, I don't. Th- I don't th- look, guys. If you hit someone in the right place with anything glass, you're going to. Oh, no, absolutely. Listen, I understand you can bust him up right in his temple, but I mean, you guys, it'd be a me. A There's got to be a lot of force. You're talking to a guy who's who's broken his hand. You know well, what I mean? But the other part of it is too, like she just could have killed him, with, or just could have hit him with a knife. Yeah, she, they she, they chose to, to have him being bludgeoned with a whiskey glass. Yeah. I mean, he was right outside the kitchen. A knife could have been within <laughs> arm's reach. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, we see other people get stabbed. We do, which again, which also creeped me out a little bit when she. Oh, I mean, Ooh. listen, she she made it hurt. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah. There, there's just there's a lot that happens all of a sudden in this movie as we as and we hit the climax. Can we talk about the plane for one second? No, listen, no. So this this make this is see this is why I'm going to spoil. If you want to talk about the plane, we have to spoil a little bit. More. You're going to get me mad because the plane makes no sense. No, there's that's, nothing that's, in this but movie. But that's what I'm saying is it doesn't make any sense. That's I mean, we can just leave it as, hey, when you see the plane, it won't make any sense. And they never clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Being non-spoilery, they never circle back to the yeah, plane. There's, there's just, there, there are so many things in this movie. Once you get the reveal, it's like, okay, well, I'm waiting to see the explanation for this. Because they create mystery around some things. They do. So they, they, they make you ask questions. And then they don't answer things. Where was the trolley driver going? Not... I don't go that way. He no, you know, he, that way. But you know what he told her, though? He goes, I could just go up here and just turn around. Mm-hmm. And then he just stops when she says stop. Yeah. I was like, no, I have to go turn. Just go turn around, dude. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> he just drives off into oblivion. <laughs> gone. Well, but, the, but the whole thing about the... isn't. I, I thought there might have been a connection between the plane and the toy. But well, so, well, see, the, the, that's the thing. There's symbolism there. But like... I don't think that they drew the line, like the the, a, the point A to B to C with the plane, because you're right. But you see the plane multiple times, so they want you to think about the plane. But then they don't explain the plane. But does the plane need explaining after? Look after the movie. I mean, they finished. put it in the movie. Okay, so hold on. So let me ask you, Grayson. If if do they need to explain the plane? Maybe not. What was the point of her seeing the plane in the sky? What did that mean? That sparked all the things that happens after she sees the plane. But Why did she see a plane? But that's the whole thing. Once you see again, no, no, no. Discuss, knowing, no. I, knowing I, I, what I, you I, know, I know what you're saying about this. But it, I think the color of the plane is the important part here. And if that's not what, the important part, then I'm baffled as to why. The, whether whether the color is important or not, why did she see a plane? And no one else does, right? I everyone's like, oh no, there was no. You think we'd have heard that if something happened, you know? I mean, like, yeah, everyone is in complete denial, or everyone's in on it. But no, I I understand what you're saying, and yes, I yeah. guess they do need to explain it after it's all said and done. You have to make it make sense because because this whole movie is about opening someone's eyes to the world around them and seeing through the facade that has been given to them. So like it's all about the revelations, but yet we don't get anything. We don't get anything revealed or explained to us that we've been wondering about the whole movie. That's that's where the writing is poor. No, that's I, where I the, agree with you. I totally agree with you on that. 
Yeah, that that's where things fall apart. Yeah, there's a story here to be told, and they just don't do a very good job of doing it. And they leave so many open holes that they never come back to. Things that like that like make you wonder more, and don't make you wonder in a good way. It's like it's like there's things that are unexplained that don't make sense. And in a movie like this, it you need it to make sense because like we talked about someone else getting stabbed. Like the person who who does the stabby stabbing. You don't know the motivation. It's behind so far it. out of left field. Yeah, and you don't know the motivation because you have no explanation, and everything that you've been fed, con- you know, about this character before that is completely contradictory to them doing the stabby, stabby. especially the dinner party scene. Exactly. Well, which see, is, the, I think, the best the, scene in the movie. The dinner it probably party, is. The dinner party scene is what has me the most. Like that's the scene that, like, that's the most interesting scene in the entire, like, hands down, hundred percent, because of who is staring at who and and the and the the camera or. So the shots chosen to, like when she takes his chair. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but then I well, mean, you, that's a big deal. I know. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. You're forgetting. I the, expected so much more out of you. You're you're forgetting the framing of what she's doing compared to what I mean. The framing back and forth is the brilliant part. There is like it's oh, yeah. the it's it's the the complete profile, and they're both looking like they're going to go to war. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's that's the great part. And she's asking all the questions, but like the whole thing about. That's again. It's like I don't like the facade because we're given a facade too because they need to fill ninety minutes or they need they need to fill X number of minutes to make a movie. Is sure. That's why these characters, some of the motivations and the actions don't make a whole lot of sense. Is this just this is what happens when you try to make a movie like this and you 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 don't you don't have a great script? Is it doesn't make any sense because you have to make concessions in the editing room. And this is what this is what you get is a lot of questions that don't make any sense. You think we lost a lot of the a lot of the explanations through editing? And I it, think we did, and I mean, like just like every movie, well, this I movie think comes in at over two hours. Like, but I, just, I think there's a I I think there's probably a three and a half hour cut of this somewhere. I just I, I just I think I think that you're giving it more credit than I think I think than it than it than it deserves. Well, I want to give it I want to give it more credit because yeah. This is a great cast and a very capable director. And it's a decent um, idea for a movie, right? So, the story that we yeah. get, though, just isn't yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, I have some problems with, like, the story and, like, and, and like some of the outside, like, some of, like, the, the outside chatter about the movie. But, like, pound for pound, like, I do, I do like the movie that, that we're given. In the end, like, I think, I think it's a positive viewing in my, in, like, for my experience. I like these kinds of movies. But it's... There's a lot going on that is just, I think, cherry picked, and I don't think we get. I don't think. And you, wait, you you said you said capable director, right? Yeah, I I, th- I think so. Olivia, remember she also gave us Booksmart, which which is, which, which which is a lot of. We are in the minority in what we thought about that movie. I get that, but that's only one movie though. But I mean, what she did with that movie, I think, is commendable. I mean, it's a good movie. It just didn't. I think where Roger and I got hung up on Booksmart is it didn't it was advertised as this complete comedy and it wasn't. Yeah. That's where we get hung up on Booksmart is they advertised it so differently than The thing it about was. Booksmart is it's not fucking funny. Yeah. That's the thing about Booksmart. <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen, I will triple down on that same by the way. Writer too, I think. Yeah, same writer and I same director. Maybe. Yeah. Sure, okay. So they're a team. That's cool. Yeah. But no, like, like I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we can say Olivia Wilde is a capable director yet. I think now we have a two movie sample size, and I think one of your two movies, in my opinion, and in the opinion of others that have seen it critically, she's not, she doesn't do a bang up, uh, you know, a, a, she doesn't knock it out of the park, right? So I don't know. I think 
her being a capable director director at this point is still in question until we get one or two more movies to kind of see where she lands in the end. Because, you know, Jordan Peele has what, three movies now or four? Peele? Four? Three or four. Three or four, 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 four or I, think. I think four. Yeah. So like, you know, he and they're they're all bangers, right? So he is a proven capable director at this point. I'll, I'll, anything he puts out, I'll I'll go see it and have high expectations now because he's proven himself. This is Olivia Wilde's second one. I think she needs to put one or two more movies out before you. Oh no, she like she definitely does. Also, I'm given the content. I'm surprised this movie came out when it did. I really am surprised at that. When I finally learned what was happening. How do you mean? Um. Well, I mean, it's. I'm surprised that because of when you finally learn who the jailers are and who are the, when you finally learn the perspective of the film being told, like the story being told and who's got who kind of trapped, I'm surprised that was a, that was the studio didn't have any qualms about putting this out theatrically um, given, given where we are now, but no, I'd say I I disagree with you on that. I mean, I don't want to get political on, on this podcast. No, me neither. Me neither. But I mean, it it, it makes complete sense for the current. I can under, I can understand. I can understand why, Olivia Wilde wanted to tackle this. That's is, fine. is how I'm trying to answer your question. I can understand why she wanted to tackle it. Well, that's Sorry. fine. Um, yeah. It's her choice. Yeah, no, of course it is. I mean, and she did tackle it. We just didn't like it. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about. Was well, it? I, I, was, I, got, I got one point I want to bring up real right. quick. Yeah. So do you know who the original choice for Jack was? It was uh, a Jack. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Shia. Right? Yeah. Right. I don't. So listen, I got no problem with Harry Styles. But like I have yet to see him in something where I think that he's a, a capable actor. So, All right, so listen, he he's pretty, sure, okay, right? He's already famous, which also helps. I don't understand like him personally in this movie doesn't make sense to me. I agree. He is completely outgunned by Florence Pugh and Chris Pine. Yes. Like they run circles around him. For him to be that third character in that mix he doesn't fit so here's the thing i god with what the movie is actually about the undertone sure i think and this isn't like i'm not trying to knock good old style styly boy over here but it does make sense if you think about the underlines of this movie about who he really is exactly because here's the thing shia labeouf is a capable like character yes. actor, yes, he would have done fine. He would have been toe to toe with, you know, the other three, the other two bigs in this cast. I think you need whoever the whoever's going to be alongside of Florence Pugh in this to be almost a little weaker as an actor. Okay, I I, I understand the point you're you making there. I mean? Sure, I, I get you. Yeah, I think that's necessary. She is a stronger force overall. And- well, it's like, in the life that they have, yeah, yes. and, and not, not even it's so much of that is is this is about weak men mm-hmm. is what it's about, and well, it's about weak like all the men that are a part of this are weak except for the one person in charge. Yep. That's what it's about. So I think that makes sense actually. But now I didn't think about it from my perspective. Now, I just looked at it from a pure acting perspective. Here's the thing: I may be giving that too much credit to the thought process of why they cast Harry Styles. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's because he's pretty infamous. Yeah, more more, more likely. But that, yeah. But isn't that isn't that kind of the theme of the like they all want to be? I mean, when you, when choosing your life, who do you choose? You want to be, be Frank. Everybody exactly. wants to be Frank. Well, that's well, the yeah. thing. Is like that's the whole. Isn't that the whole point of the of the scene at the? What do they call that? Like it's not, not, not it's like the, the club. Isn't that the whole point of the club? This is our life. We're gonna live how we want to live it. You know, like it was very ambiguous 
what they were yelling because I mean it all mean once you finally understand what's going on in the film that all means very specific. Oh, it means a lot. Oh God, yeah. So it's like symbolistic as hell. Well, the dances too, though, because he he's dancing like 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 he's a puppet on on a string. But but like you also forget that like Harry's. I mean, when okay, so compare the two men. I just want to put just. I want to say yeah. this, then we can move on from this. But like Shia mm-hmm. LaBeouf and Harry Styles, when they both clean up, when they're both, when you put them in each, you know, a three thousand dollars suit and comb their hair over, and you, you know, I think Harry Styles is probably the better looking guy. Probably, yeah, which is, sure. Which is, I think, ultimately what they needed in this no. role, because I mean, well, if you if you get what Harry Styles looks like in Victory, and then what he looks like later, there's a big difference there. What I Jack disag- looked like, I disagree with you though. I think the opposite is more important for the story that that you're trying to tell because outside of of victory, victory. I think you I think Shia, Shia LaBeouf can look a lot more rough. I think he, can look, he looks a lot more he looks a lot more every man you know than Harry Styles does. Harry Styles is a he's a pretty boy. You know what I mean? He's he's a good looking dude. He's charismatic naturally just by the but way. So he, is, but so is Shia. I mean, they're both good looking guys. You're gonna put them on the same. I I. I you know, I, I love I love my boy, you know, LaBeouf, but I, I don't think they're on the same level in that regard. Or I think Shia LaBeouf can sell can sell that version of man better than Harry Styles. Can. Right, fair. Okay, now, I think Shia yeah. LaBeouf could sell any version of a character better than Harry Styles could. No, yeah, Harry, we're not. Harry Styles is not did not get this role because acting chops. I think that yeah. much is I think that much is obvious. What? I mean, but <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the. I think that was kind of the allure of why I mean, they listen, went the way they went with. He's a giver. Yeah, he is <laughs> for sure. He's a caring sure. lover, which is, I mean, again, raises questions as to like, <laughs> but like, but no, but even, but okay. So, question I want to ask then is, early in the film when he comes home from work and she, this is after day one of, or after day one we spent with her, we mm-hmm. as the audience have seen life through her eyes. Is he comes home? She runs to the door very enthusiastically. She has a little bit of bourbon in a glass. She greets him at the door. Boom. Done. Although the first time we see it, it's from – see, this is my whole question is the first time we see it, it's from his perspective. We see him get out of the car, go to the door, open it. There she is smiling, looking like a million bucks, hands him a drink. Then she says dinner's almost ready, and he's like, well, I'm hungry for some, something else. Puts it on the table, goes that down. That dinner on was her. ruined, by yeah, the way. By, yes, right? 100%. And some of those shots, it almost looked like – her arm reached out intentionally of knocking. It just knocked shit on the floor. Listen, she had to make room. Damn it! Well, but like but for her arm. But okay, guys, <laughs> we're, we're, we're missing the question. Question here is, whose whose point of view are we seeing that moment play out through? Not hers, but his. That's the point. We're not I get seeing. What you're it. saying with that? It's like. When, yeah. when when we I mean she's saying all the right she's doing she's making all the right moanings and she's like oh my god you're the best and this is amazing like all guys in their own Maybe mind he's really good at it all guys in their give own the man mind. props Roger just High give five me a of them. fucking second man in every guy's mind we're the best at what we do when it comes to sex but that's not always the case but in his mind he is and that's what we saw so that's my question to you is we stay with her all day. But all of a sudden, we see his perspective coming home, his point of view come through that door. That's weird. That's just it's jarring to me. Is don't yeah. shouldn't we stay with the same one the whole time? Isn't that kind of the point? Mm, I mean, I think the story that they're trying to tell. I think I think they want you to see what 
the what the I don't want to say it, but like we've already said it a couple times, like what these what these men, these captors, like the way that they see this world, which is perfect for them, which I think speaks towards, you know, the you know, the whole ideal behind this movie is, you know, to men, this was perfect, you know, to men, this is, you know, this, this life was like the ideal lifestyle. It was great for men, but that, and you see that like from his perspective, you know, from, we just saw it from her perspective. And then we continue after that to see it from her perspective after that, where it's like, it's not all that great. You know, it's, you know, you got to clean, you got to do this, you know, you're, you have expectations and all this other stuff. But if the, on the flip side, Frank, you know, makes that speech and he's, he lets them know how appreciated they are for that, how they, how he knows it's not easy, how they're nothing without them. Again, it's from the, it's it, it, the whole narrative is, is to go against what, what these men see as their ideal lifestyle and exactly what they want and what they can't be outside of, outside of this thing that they've created. Well, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying to you is, is. Well, that's what I'm. I guess the question I'm asking is, I mean, that's the first question you ask is whose point of view are you, are you, are you seeing this through? Well, they they want to show both. They want to show you that you know, like the men have this perfect this per, this perception of a, of a perfect life, which is about them. I mean, it's, it's their life together, not just one person's yeah. perspective. Oh, that makes sense. I keep forgetting that the it's the the, the one rule is it's got to be a husband and a wife. Yes, mm-hmm. it, that, it, is, that, that is it, the rule here. It cannot be a weird. It, can, it 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 can't be anything but what we consider to be a normal hetero marriage. Yep. Um. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, that, that's I guess that answers my my own question is. So, with that in mind, then going forward, there's different ways I think you you could have told this story if you're gonna come if you're gonna commit with that that scene and going kind of switching from one point of view to the other. There's a different way the story could have been told, I think. Oh, more, yeah, more, more effective too. Maybe, but at the same time, it's you know this this is the this is the one that they they chose to give us. Which again, I think you lose a lot of the of the all the little mysteries that you've built once you get to the reveal of this movie. And I, and I keep on saying that, but it's but you have seventy five percent of this movie is a build up yep. into a reveal. So it's like. That needs to pay off better. That needs to be more impactful. And when the reveal happens, it's just full throttle to the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Yeah, like who who hasn't anything. figured this out yet? You may you may not have figured out like the pros of it, like how oh, it's no, happening. You, but you but know, just watching the movie, you understand oh, basically yeah. what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You how, how how yeah. the actual the technical side of it? Okay, gets a little bit different, but you you get it. Mm-hmm. Which is what I thought. I thought this movie was. When you finally figure out what's going on, like God, that's a weird way to show any of this. But I mean, yeah. again, in the book, it'd be a weird way to finish the book too. It's just yeah. all there's a lot of red flags in my own head. Like, why would you choose to do that? Why would you choose to show this thematically with that color? Why would you chose to do choose to do this? I, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of disconnect from the book to the screen. It's one of those things where I'm sure in this case the book probably reads better than the movie plays. Probably. Is the unfortunate truth behind this one? Yeah, I mean, but that, isn't that always? Isn't I, feel that... I feel like the per- perspective thing wouldn't be as jarring in the book. Like yeah. you'd be more straight line. Mm-hmm. But isn't that kind of a ninety-nine point nine percent of the time the book is always better than the movie? That, yeah, that's the common thought line. Yeah, and I, I think something we didn't touch on that I'd like to is Olivia Wilde's character in this is interesting as hell. Especially when you find out some some of the motives behind that her, that she character. knows why she's there. Yeah, like you know, like she has some motives that are actually like unique, and I thought would have been 
interesting to explore. Oh, she's more. got a better story. She does. And then Chris Chris Pine's great in this, right? Like, oh yeah, he's like fantastic in this Frank. role. Yeah, he's just he's very good at like at the persona that he wanted to take on for this. It's, oh yeah, it's, he'd be a great cult leader. <laughs> he would be, I think so. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I did. Uh, one of my next questions was, let's talk about Chris Pine for a second. As Would he be a good cult leader? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Moving well, on. He, yeah. he pretty much is a big good cult leader in this. Yeah. Which is why I don't think. So I have my theories as to why when we talk about uh, him and his wife, how that plays out. I have a theory is that the movie doesn't come out and tell you at all. I think, I think you're supposed to walk away from this movie with, even if you're okay, if you're walking, if you're leaving the theater and the discussion point becomes, Oh, what about this woman? I think what he's created, the victory project, I think his wife from, from minute one is in on it. I think she is like on the other side. She is the same person as she is inside the victory project. And I think she sees her moment to be like, I've done this for so long. You're such a chauvinistic prick. Done. That's what I, mean, I think it is. Anyway. Maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's just somebody finally realized the truth and is getting getting her own. Again, they're not clear about it. So, and it's it. I think for that character and what happens, especially what happens, I almost feel like they killed Frank because they like when they were writing this or direct or spoiler Frank dies. Yeah. Well, like, like, like like when this happens, like in the room, it was like, we, we got to kill him. Right. Like he, this guy's got to die before this movie ends. Well, no, I mean, he does, he die. I'm sure he dies in the same way in the book that, 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 that wasn't out of let me in the movie, maybe left field, but like how he dies is not, I mean, that's pulled directly from the book. I'm sure. Okay. I, I haven't read that. I'm just saying there's no way they would have taken liberties with how, yeah. Why would you change that? Why would you change that part? But who knows? Which is what I think is kind of the point because, like, she has an outburst of you self like at at Alice of Pew's character at the dinner table. She's like, "You spoiled little bitch. You have perfect life." And same with Bunny. You ungrateful little brat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. And same with Bunny though. Is you have everything. Why would you want to undo? Why Why would you want to jeopardize any of this? But like, we come to see the Bunny's motivation is a lot. I mean, she lost things and now she has them again, and that's her motivation of yelling at Alice is well you have everything you want you have it why would you ever jeopardize the perfect life I mean, you know because like that's the thing I, I think that's same with Frank's wife is but but I, I think that the whole theme behind the movie is the weak man I think Frank isn't seeing it that's the point is Frank doesn't even see that Frank doesn't see what the other men also do not see <laughs> is the un the unraveling in his own home because, Frank believes his own lie but that's that's exactly it. Is like men tend to do that when they create yeah. these. You know, oh no, we're dumb as shit. Yeah, like so that part of it, I don't think is as ambiguous as Chris. You may think it was, although I don't. I hate ambiguous endings when it comes to like the top in Inception. Does it or doesn't stop fucking spinning? Like I mean, but ambiguous. When you walk out of this theater, as long as you sit down with someone and talk about the ending with Frank and his wife, it should be obvious. It shouldn't be ambiguous when all the facts are presented. Right? Or am I wrong about that? No, you're probably right on that one. But it's just something that, I mean, they give us all this other buildup to not close out loops. Why would you be surprised they didn't close out another one? That makes, that makes sense, though. Is 
I'm again. I'm sure there's an hour longer cut of this movie. There, there, there almost has to be. There almost has yeah. to be. But I'm not interested in watching it. <laughs> I just. Well, I mean, the first one was so uninteresting to begin. I mean, it was interesting until a certain part, and then it's like, oh well, <laughs> they just revealed their whole hand. And once, in, in when they finally make the leap to the other timeline, they reveal their entire hand. Yeah. And yep. while I think it's interesting, it's also it removes all the tension. Let me ask you something. Yeah. I work for a cable company, right? Yes. What happens when the Wi-Fi goes out? Everything goes off. See, a good that's a very good question. I just mean for like our characters. Yeah, no, I get it. (laughs) What happens? (laughs) That's the that's the behind the the curtain question you no one ever asks is what happens when everything goes offline? What happens when you what happens when you pay for the service but you live in a in an area with terrible internet connectivity? There's just there's there's just a lot of things that once you once everything is just in front of your face it's there's just so many questions that aren't and you're not left with the good questions it's well then why did this happen or this doesn't make sense yeah well, you're you're tasked with more questions that you want answers to that you don't get that any. you're never gonna get yep yeah. and then i wouldn't care to follow up with them anyway yep yeah which is shame. important it's a shame i think but it is important. i think so too because i mean again I, I like this kind of movie and it for a little bit there it had me and then it Lost me, and then it had me for a second, and then it was just gone. <laughs> so, and they keep showing the 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 saw size clue is they keep showing the layout of the victory project. Like yeah. they 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 show the model multiple times. Oh, yeah. Like that's like well, same within saw. Like there's a model of the room and everything in a very specific position, even the guy on the floor in a model. Who would know that except the guy on the floor? You know, you you don't put those together until, oh, shit, I should have seen that. But, like, no, again, it's one of those things that, like, once you see the movie, you're like, ah, son of a bitch. I should have got, but, like, should you have? Or were you just in the movie? You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing is, like, so when this movie tries to be clever, the time to be clever has already passed. And you're looking for answers when this movie gives you almost none. That's what has me so angry about this movie is, yeah. you know, sorry, I don't mean to, I've been talking for a while, sorry. No, it's good, it's good. It's just, it, you, you make good points, because yeah. it's, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat after seeing it and thinking about it for a little bit. This movie could have been so much better. It could have been different. It just needed, it just needed a little bit more. Shia. Act, yes, uh, like actual storytelling, and that, and and I don't know. A little less build up and more time with uh, more time with the information that we that we become privy to. Fair enough. You know, and the world explored from that from like that lens because we got his, hers. Then we could have had an exploration of like once we had the, some more information, but we never got that far. So well, but, but I mean, we didn't even we didn't even discuss the guys in red who come out of nowhere seemingly guy, very quickly. The guys in red are the server admins. Well, yeah, that's okay. Now, yes, now you the big reveal has happened. But I mean, they're it's I mean they they bring an element of interesting to the movie until you figure out who they and like who's the woman that kills herself. I can't remember who what her her name is. Margaret. Mar. Okay, yeah. When Margaret, when Mar, like why is when Margaret does what she does? I mean, wouldn't you almost have to get rid of Alice immediately once she starts asking questions? Wouldn't you have to? Get rid of her I think I think it plays into the uh, Frank's. Frank believes he can control the situation. He believes it's his power trip. Yeah, he 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 believes he 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 can beat whatever is He's created you know. the perfect society. Yeah. It'll be plus. Fine. Also, 
this thing can't be that lucrative when you think about it. So, but it's fine. I don't know. If you haven't seen this movie yet, you should, you should watch it and then ask yourself all these frustrating questions. That you'll never get answers to. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, then, gentlemen, let's move to score this bad boy then. Yeah, I'll go first on this one just because I don't want to get caught up talking about things I shouldn't. Um, this movie's a five. And it gets a five because it does have some brilliant acting in this, which is what kept me locked in even when the movie started to get bad. Olivia Wilde's character's interesting and she was great on screen. Florence is awesome. Harry Styles can yell really loud, so he's good at that so far. And Chris Pine's just fantastic whenever we do get him on screen. So great. It was it was acted well. It looks fantastic and the story's interesting till it's not. Five. Interesting. Roger, you want to go? You want me to go? I was gonna say five is where it sits for me. Um I was interested up until a certain point, and then I just lost all interest because I could see everything coming from that point on. I wish you, I wish the director would have chosen a different way to give me information, uh, but that's what we got. So I got to give it a five. I I, th- I think it holds enough intrigue to get people interested to watch it, but after that, uh, I think the movie is a very disappointing ending. Okay, so uh, I actually be, I'll be the low man on the totem pole. I think this movie is only a four. Um, I think it's boring. Um, at for a large chunk of this movie. Um, they feed you snippets of the good stuff. Then they bombard you with the good stuff at the very, very end. Um, acting's fine. Florence Pugh and Chris Pine are great. Um, Cinematography is very good. The rest of that, to me, though, is not enough to sell this movie to anybody. Um, I honestly think if you have seen this movie already, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you would feel like it just drags and drags and drags. And then we get stuck in these loops that don't make any sense. And by the time you start to make sense of it, they reveal everything to it. And you're still like, what the fuck was that even about? And that's so frustrating. And that hurts this movie for me. So I'm going with a four. There's a lot of unanswered questions. That's fair. Four is, it was between a four and a five, but I erred on five because we do get, you know, wonderful cinematography, casting, all all, all that stuff. It's, It's just one of those things where it's like, like the movie brings up more questions than it answers and it makes it, it makes it hard. Yep. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, this has been episode 298 a of for the love of cinema. Hey, hey, each episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five iTunes or sorry, Apple podcast, Podbean, Google podcast, Spotify, Amazon music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at love cinema pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell one. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Chris Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be taking a look at Smile and the greatest beer run ever with our buddy, Zach Efron, handsome son of a gun. Handsome son of a bitch. 